Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And so much has been happening for you since we last met, uh, creating this beautiful TV show. I've been watching clips from it. It's currently showing on OSN. So tell us a little bit about uh, Ariana's Persian Kitchen. Well, it was a a labor of love, really, um, and a, a project that my husband and I put together. Uh, traveling through Iran, eating my way through bazaars, uh, you know, learning recipes at people's homes, uh, just really exploring everything about Persia, uh, a.k.a. Iran. Uh, It was wonderful. And as you went along this road, uh, you're exploring some of the traditional foods, the traditional ingredients, but also new discoveries as well. And we're going to find out more about those in a little while. And also, I think for you, which is where your heritage is, it's where you're from, it's your culture. But you were brought up in New York, London and Switzerland and Paris. So you're a global urchin, really, aren't you? Yeah, uh, sort of a gypsy in a way. I mean, you know, we would have been brought up in Iran had not been for the revolution, but uh, you know where we got the, the the chance to go to all these different places and you know and eat wonderful food. Every time I think of all these different places, I think of you know different foods and and uh, yeah. Well, you inherited your love for food and cooking from your grandparents. Um, they grew cherries, plums, apricots, apples, wheat and barley. Uh, they bred sheep and goats for dairy and had beautiful vineyards. Um, and your father, he owned the first di- fine dining restaurant, French restaurant in Iran and later in Beverly Hills. So food is in your DNA, literally. Yeah, uh, it, it is. I have a, a, a passion for eating more than really cooking. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... So I, I saw everything from farm to table, literally, and um, uh, it's been it's been quite a journey. And uh, you know, I, I'm so obsessed with food. I, I even go to people's homes and I, I I go into the refrigerator and I and I check out what they have, and it's ridiculous. Supermarkets are sort of my playgrounds. <laughs> And if it's your playground, I wonder what's in the cupboards of Ariana Bundy's house. <laughs> oh, my house. God. Looks like a supermarket. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you wanted to bring some rose water in this morning oh. because that's so much, isn't it, a part of your culture? It really is. I mean, when whenever I go anywhere, I take a bottle of this incredible rose water from Iran called Rabi Rose Water, and they sell it everywhere here. And uh, what I do, you know, for example, I went to South Africa for a, a a good food and wine show. And what I do with the audience is I go and buy some local rose water and then I bring this bottle with me all the way from Iran or Dubai or wherever. And I ask the audience to open the bottle and smell the difference. And it's incredible. The f- their faces sort of light up. And I basically say this represents Iran. So once you open it, then you, you really get the sense that you're in a rose garden. It's, it's just sumptuous. It's beautiful. And it's used in so many different ingredients and so many different dishes, rather, from savory to sweet, for medicinal purposes, for uh, as a facial spray, uh, for cleaning mosques, you know, it's just, it's uh, irreplaceable. Now, what would you be, would be a typical dish then for you using rose water? 
Well, it depends. I mean, baklava has copious amounts of rose water. Uh, we have yachtar uh, behesht, which means ice and heaven. It's a lovely, creamy pudding with pistachios and rose water. We also have qaymanasar, which is another Persian dish. Uh, it actually comes from a town called Qazvin. If any Qazvin is out there, <laughs> my grandparents were from Qazvin. And it's called qaymanasar, this dish. And it's meat with barberries and pistachios and almonds. And it has rose water in it. I mean, imagine meat and rose water funny isn't it but when you eat it it's fantastic it's really interesting and this is the course a uh, part of this whole discovery of food and ingredients is when things complement and surprise you in exactly. their beauty and of complementation yes subtly. yes exactly that subtlety um things like i think of a tagine from morocco mm, oh, yeah. but with some really good quality chocolate in Ooh. there yeah cooking it that way it's something Ooh. you wouldn't necessarily expect now i know many cooks and chefs don't want to mess too much yes. with tradition yeah. But if there are ties into your culture where you can blend ingredients yep. and it just gives you, as you say, something subtle, yep. something different in that taste experience. Yep. I'm, I'm a, ver- a classic cook in a sense that, you know, I, I was classically trained. Uh, we did, you know, uh, dishes, that French dishes that were very classic at school. Um, and when I approached Persian cooking, I wanted to keep it classic as well because I felt that a lot of people didn't know anything about Persian food. So I didn't really want to mess with it. I wanted to um, offer them what uh, what the, the, the classic dishes were. So in my book, Pomegranates and Roses, all the dishes are very classic. This Rehman Nassar dish as well is a very classic dish. Um, I will dabble in sort of fusion and, and a bit of this and that later on, but I really wanted to make sure that people understood Iranian food. Guess the ingredient. So joining me is Chef Ariana Bundy, and she has her book, which is a beautiful book. I'm holding it in my hand as I speak. Pomegranates and Roses, My Persian Family Recipes. Here's clue number one. The making of today's mystery ingredient, ingredient is said to date back to the Persian Sasanian. Yeah, thank, thank yeah. you, Empire, uh-huh. so around 200-600 AD, but also the ancient Greeks and Romans cultivated the flower that is the base of today's mystery ingredient in large public gardens. Those gardens to them are as important as cropland. And uh, one here, somebody saying here, my favourite dish from Iran is my hubby. <laughs> and then says, just kidding. Fes and June. Fes and June. Yeah, Fes and June. Fes and John. It's a fantastic. Okay, think of it as a, uh, it looks like mole, the Mexican mole, um, but it's, uh, it tastes like satay. So it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of walnuts with pomegranate paste. Uh, and you can serve it with chicken or duck as it's tradi- traditionally done. And it's rich and hearty and delicious and fabulous. Pesenjun. <laughs> Tell us, Ariana, about the TV show that's airing currently on OSN. Well, what can I say? It took us about two years to make this show. Um, we, it was a project. I mean, initially we were going to make a pilot and then show it to production companies. And we did the pilot in the town of Kashan, which is where the annual Rose Festival is. It's absolutely gorgeous, beautiful place, really stunning, beautiful houses, the architecture, everything is just incredible. And then the smell of roses is just everywhere during that time of year. Um, And we put together a lovely 
a pilot. I mean, it, it was very difficult to get permits and uh, and do all of that. And once we did it, it was it was quite nice. And we thought, you know what? Why don't we do the show ourselves? And and we you know hired a crew. Um, my husband did the post production. You know, he did. He helped me with the narration. I mean, it was just really a huge, much bigger project than we thought it was going to be. Um, so, you know, that's it. Two years of, of editing, of picking the music, getting insurance. And we were like, what? We need insurance for this show? Are you kidding me? Uh, copywriting the music. I mean, it was real. Uh, it was uh, a labor of love, really. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. A labor of love and something that takes it onto a whole nother level with, you know, from the books that you've written. You've got some beautiful books out there. And then, you know, this, this, you know, this visual feast, if you will, yeah. for people to see. Now, it is showing currently on OSN and uh, we've posted up details on our website, but uh, five days a week, twice a day. What, when you, you know, how much, in, I mean, it's a long series, but how, roughly how many dishes do you think that you created or how many recipes? did you put together as you went along uh, there are about two recipes uh, which I recreated in my kitchen here in Dubai uh, per episode so it was really important for me to get Dubai in there because of where I live and also the proximity to Iran and um, where I can you know be who I want to be in a way in my own kitchen so uh, two recipes per episode of recreating the dishes that I came across in Iran so Select some of those dishes for us and talk us through them. Ooh, um, so I made, uh, you know, I made a Persian trifle sort of with a taste of yakhtar behesh, which I told you about. So sort of this uh, very luscious, creamy, yet very light uh, rice flour dessert. So milk, rice flour, rose water, pistachios. And I layered it with cake and apricots, made a trifle out of it. Uh, made another uh, drink called the Persian Pims. So it's got all the flavors of Pims uh, with the chopped uh, strawberries and apples and mint and all that with Sekhanjabin, which is a, um, a beautiful sugar and vinegar and mint reduction. Very strange, but beautiful. Really sharp tasting, but cooling and refreshing. Um, made a abgusht, which is a, a very simple, humble dish of lamb with chickpeas, tomatoes, saffron, in a lovely broth that's slow-cooked for hours, and then pounded. So this meat becomes like a riette, like a French riette, you know what I'm talking about? The sort of shreddy kind of thing. Then you've got the broth on the, the shreddy side. shreddy kind of what? Shreddy kind of meat. Right, yes. Like a riette, yes. you know? And uh, with a broth on the side. So it's a very um, family feast kind of food. And I've recreated using duck. So you, it's still lovely, but it's lighter and uh, totally different than what we're normally used to eating. So those are the things that some of the recipes that I've made for the show. And, you know, as always, and particularly looking across the whole of this region, when you're seeing the influences of how uh, recipes and foods have, where they've come from. And when yeah. you look at somewhere like Persia in its uh, ancient history, yeah. there's a lot of influence, isn't there? You know, from India, the Mughals were there, you know, how trade and how uh, the, 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 the sort of trade route was through Persia. And so they, they, there 
there are right back in the sort of in the heritage quite a lot of influences I think I actually would think that Persia influenced the surrounding countries rather than being influenced because it was the Persian Empire and uh, uh, the the culinary scene in in Persia was great uh, the, the the chefs were incredible. They were hired by the royal court to create incredible feasts. Mora Sapolo, you know, jeweled rice, really literally with jewels on top. Uh, so this culinary um, influence was taken then to India with the naan, the, the, the biryani, the, the kebabs, the polo. All of that actually comes from Persia or to Morocco with the taste of saffron and the sweet and sour. Uh, and to other places um, around the world. So so I think Persia really influenced, and I, this is what I wanted to mention in my book, is the, the influence of, of Persian cuisine throughout the world because nobody gave Iran any credit. So. Well, you're right in that northern Indian cuisine. I think, is it called? Northern, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Not Carolyn or yeah, anything, yeah, you know. Yeah, so that, is it a Mughalai? So yep. this is modeled on Mo- Persian. The Mughals, when, when they came yeah. from Persia, they brought all of these... Uh, techniques and ingredients with them yeah, yeah. so this is the and yeah. they brought the meat and the rice that seasoned yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you know they, they didn't d- have you know they they were hindus they didn't like to eat meat so the northern part of, of india uh, was very much influenced by by persian cuisine so it's a cultural journey it's a journey of ingredients yep. and inspiration yep. as well guess the ingredient So Ariana Bundy is in the studio. She is going to be preparing a dish for us in just a few moments' time. I don't know what the dish is. It's going to be a surprise. But let's give you uh, clue number two. Today's mystery ingredient is a liquid, a distillate. In fact, it's used to flavor food, both sweet and savory. It's used a lot in Persian and Middle Eastern cuisine. Um, It can be added to tea, ice cream, cookies, and other sweets. And in the Arab world, uh, India, Asia, it's used to flavor milk and dairy-based dishes such as rice pudding uh ariana you're getting ready there now i've I've been asking listeners what their favorite ingredient is or dish is from persia from iran and uh somebody's texting here to say um actually they've got the secret ingredient i'm sorry to say fazia you're the mystery ingredient what you think you think it's saffron no it's not saffron but you say that your favorite dish is zerest pulu is that right zerest pulu okay yes should I describe what it is? Please, yeah. It's actually the food we're going to eat today as well. <laughs> it is. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so this is what you've brought in to surprise exactly. us. Exactly. So it's Iran's answer to chicken and rice. You know, you've got the Chinese chicken and rice and the Caribbean chicken and rice. This is Iran's answer to chicken and rice. So it's slow-cooked chicken pieces uh, with some onions and a little bit of butter and olive oil with saffron inside. And uh, barberries, which are these bush berries that were very prevalent in 18th century England, right? Uh, full of malic acid, really wonderful stuff, sweet and sour, um, with some lovely polo rice, berenj. And w- I also have um, maslakhiar, which, uh, you know, Arabic people have the same and the Indians have the raita. This is uh, yogurt with cucumbers, fresh mint, dried mint, walnuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, raisins, a very hot and cold dish. You oh, know what that is? No. So in Iran, we've got the 
system of garmi and sardi, which means hot and cold. So everything falls into that category, and every dish is made f- with a balance in mind. So this dish, mastokhyar, is very cooling with the yogurt and the cucumber, but it has hot elements like walnuts and raisins. And it's always mainly served in the summer and spring when the weather is hot. Um, and fesenjun, the dish that we were talking about before, is very hot, so it's served in the winter and the fall. So everything is quite balanced in, in the Persian cuisine. Fantastic. So um, you've uh, you've prepared this earlier, but yeah. you're going to put it together for us, and we're going to take some pictures and post mm. it up on our Facebook page. So uh, talk us through uh, what you're going to do, Ariana. So this this uh, I'm going to serve the rice first. And I've made a kate, which is a really simple way of making rice, yet the, the, the rice kernels are long and not stodgy. Uh, it's basically putting some rice, basmati rice, with a little bit of butter, a little bit of oil. I sometimes add a spoon of yogurt in there with some water and letting it just cook very, very gently for about 40 minutes. And then you have this lovely rice. The other way of preparing rice, of course, is polo or berenge, and that is by steaming it, and you know, it's, it's a long method. It's found in the book, but <laughs> anyway, so this... But you know, rice is interesting, isn't oh, it? Yeah, it says a lot culturally, they're and... They're mad about rice, yes, yeah. And it's a new ingredient that's been introduced in the 18th century, as was tea, but it's taken over the country like mad. They love their rice and tea. So now I'm serving... Oh, can you smell that? Mm, it sounds beautiful. So it's just very simple, right? All these ingredients you can find anywhere. Uh, it's uh, pieces of chicken. I'm serving some of this onion chicken jus on top. Uh, and then I'm going to top this whole thing up with these lovely little red jewels, the barberries I was telling you about, or wow. zereshk. Yeah. And they're bush berries, and they lend a very sweet and sour flavor to this dish. Wow, it looks beautiful. Yep. Smells amazing as you're putting that together just over there from me. Um, and so obviously this is something that's very popular as well. Yeah, and it's all what, what, what all children grew up with. Um, and it's what I always serve my foreign guests when they come home. My husband's always joking, oh no, not Zeresh Polo again. It's because I really, it's a really perfect introduction to Persian food. It's got all the flavors, the elements, lots of saffron. Can you say it's beautiful, it's absolutely. It's so simple to and, make. Well, yes, but you know, very clean tasting yep. and that real sort of, um, there's a sort of sourness in there yeah. as well as this, uh, it, yeah, it, the blend of ingredients that the berries yep. give you this sort of sourness. Tang. Yeah, tang Hot. is the better word. It's beautiful. Um, very simple, very yeah. simple. You kind of put it together and let it cook away so it's not anything and perfect for parties because you can make an advance and that's a really interesting thing about it and with the uh, berries is this something you could get here in the uae yes yes you can there are some persian shops and um that you can find and and there's one I think at the Iranian hospital not a great place obviously but in a hospital but it's tucked away at the entrance it's got uh, uh, and I think uh, there's a pastry shop called anybody who knows please SMS in that also has Zereshk um, and you can find it you know there and store it in your freezer for ages absolutely wonderful again the rice is this you've got that slight stickiness to it which is lovely yeah and then just you know uh, the right sort of al dente almost texture to yeah. it oh is it al dente it shouldn't be al dente easy <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm, it's good mm. it's not too much yeah yeah no, no i mean it needs to be reheated obviously we're mm. in the studio but 
it's supposed to be tender. But if you notice, the grains aren't stodgy. Iranians really sort of go crazy if they have stodgy rice. Ah, yeah. Um, saffron, we are, uh, you know, it's interesting coming from the oh. UK, growing up and the idea, you know, when you had your herbs and you yeah. had your herb garden and that we had and then you'd buy yeah, your herbs England, obviously. Mm, from the supermarket and uh, you'd look and it would always be like, my mother would always go, oh, saffron, that's very yeah, expensive. expensive. We don't, you know, to have saffron would be really, really something yeah. special. And then I moved to Dubai and you go to yeah. the spice souk and you see so many right, different saffron. forms of saffron. Yeah. In fact, the the show coming up, uh, I think this Friday is Kashan, which is the Rose Festival and all that. Uh, The following week is uh, Caspian and Khorasan, which is the main area for producing saffron. And it produces 93% of the world's saffron. So I go there and I show how they're picked, how they're cleaned. You know, I've got like a garbage bag full of saffron uh in the show and it's uh it's heady it's beautiful and it's a deep burgundy that's mm. when you know it's beautiful saffron mm. uh, one of our listeners has texted in saying where can i buy your book well it, the book is on sale in all of the bookstores here in the uae all the different bookstores um but also what's interesting is because when i met you last you gifted me your book which is absolutely beautiful and like you know hardbacks and just glorious and then you've come in today and the book that we're giving away is part of our mystery ingredient competition this is your new book it's the same book but yep. it's uh it's softer backed yep. and interesting because um you know it's what is it it's, it's um, wood free paper wood free paper crazy yeah and i don't know what it's made of but it's wood free and it's uh you know very good for the kitchen it's it's a little bit smaller it's paper bag you can take it into the kitchen get it dirty uh, and it's also selling in, in, in the UK and Sainsbury's and places like that. Also in Dubai, Jasha Maltavala, uh, Virgin, Kino Knia, all these places have the book. And it so needs to be noted, of course, we did talk about it last time, but uh, when it comes to the world gourmand uh, being, you know, giving, being giving that sort of stamp of approval as well. So it's yeah, nice to see it that. It was lovely, lovely meeting all the foodies there. And what, you, what you've done is taken this out of the region and, and globally. So, you know, raising awareness and appreciation yep. for the food that's so close to your heart yep. and your and heritage. close to so many people's hearts. And everyone feels that it's been sort of misrepresented. So it was in a way of uh, making, and in this TV show was a way of bridging that gap and making people understand Iran and Iranians in particular through their food. Guess the ingredient. Don't reveal the mystery ingredient, Ariana. Oh, no, no, I was going to serve you the next dish. <laughs> Just in a moment. We'll okay. do that in a moment. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is uh, clue number three to our mystery ingredient. And uh, here's your clue. Today's mystery ingredient can be a component in cosmetics and even some medications and is used for cultural pur- purposes throughout Europe and Asia. This book is also, uh, well, I suppose... Um, I'm going to save another clue for you because that's so easy. It's so going to give away what it is. Now, Ariana, loads of people are texting in saying thank you so much for talking about this cuisine and people that want to know more about what uh, the cuisine of this part of the world, but also people from that part of the world as well. And further afield too, Idris is saying that... Um, well, he's saying, actually, I can't repeat that the, the, the mystery ingredient is also a household name in Pakistan and India, too. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. The whole region uses this yeah. ingredient, right? A- absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, Idris, for adding to our mystery ingredient clues this morning. And uh, before you were talking about an ingredient and you were asking if uh, and where you can get it here in the UAE. 
and um, people are texting in helping us with that. So Union Co-op. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, yes. So this course. is uh, Zeresk. Zeresk Union Co-op has it. Yes. Yeah. Thank thanks for, for that. That, that yeah. was from Shazzy. So thanks for that, Shazzy. Thank you, Shazzy. And you have more to prepare for us this yes, morning. Yes, I have the Mastakhir I told you about. So here we have this lovely yogurt with walnuts and raisins and fresh mint. I put a little dry mint in there as well. And then I top it up with a few of these beautiful Persian rose petals. They're dried rose petals, as you can see. They just add that little something that makes people go, ooh, at a party, you know? <laughs> They're like, can we eat this or is it potpourri? It's not. You can eat it. And smell this. Linda, the producer, who, mm. oh, lovely, isn't it? So that's, I'm going to hand that over to you, Suzanne. Okay, thank you. And that's a complete meal in itself, really. I mean, sometimes you can eat that alfresco outside uh, in the summer, in the summer evening with a piece of bread. Yeah. Oh, it's it's refreshing, isn't it's it? It's refreshing. It's like a raita mm. or a the the Arabs have the laban khiar, I think it is. And again, the sweetness. Yeah, but then you've got this Iranians love that sweet and sweetness coming through in their food with the raisins really delicious so you must check this out we have posted up uh, a couple of ariana's recipes on our websites as we do every week so check out on the dubai today page um someone's texted in here saying i love listening to the show and how you're able to through the airways bring these exotic foods to us i I love suzanne's show i mean (laughs) as i told you i sit in the car sometimes listening to your show late for an appointment saying i must listen just that little bit more i want to know what's next thank you i love it thank Thank you for having me well thank you for everyone that joins me on the thursday brunch and the idea is of course to share ideas for what you can cook at home how you can explore new ingredients or indeed Mm. bring your own traditional Additional ingredients to the table. Um, for the, the one person here saying actually doesn't like it, doesn't like hearing us talking about the food and eating <laughs> yeah, the food. Yeah, it's the wrong time. Sorry it's right about before that. Lunch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, someone else is saying uh, that they love the show, and even though they're a vegetarian, well, we love yeah. vegetarians. We love this vegetarians. Would make a beautiful dish, but yeah, it's absolutely, it's very filling, and and it's got the the nuts and the raisins and the yogurt, the protein, perfect. Absolutely wonderful. So, Ariana, take a seat and uh, let's just uh, get through to what's happening next for you because you've got your TV show currently airing on OSN. So check that out. We've posted up the details on our website. Um, It's airing on Nat Geo People, which is the lifestyle um, show program for the National Geographic. National Geographic. Couldn't Mm. ask for better, really. It's a... It's a fantastic, it's really, a four, if I can say so, four hours of original contact, content, this show, because we really do not see any shows on Iran. It's, uh, it's very difficult to get permits. It's very difficult to film there, uh, although we were met with by lovely people. I mean, so Iranians are so hospitable and so proud of their food culture that they wanted to show it to us. So um, hope you can watch it. I think looking at your life to date and where you have come from, you know, the influence of food within your family, from your mother, from your father, you were head pastry chef for the Mondrian Hotel in LA, um, graduating from the Cordon Bleu School in Le Notre in Paris. Um, interesting, uh, Fashion Patisserie, which is here in, oh, the, yeah, in the UAE, yes. you trained there, uh, you went to the European Business School in London, so, uh, and you've cooked for amazing people. You've cooked for people like Tom Hanks. 
thanked for President Clinton, for Brad Pitt. Um, so incredible. And you're still so young. So you've done so much. Maybe I look younger than I really am. <laughs> wow, it's all that good food, obviously. Yeah. And I gained 20 kilos doing the show. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Seriously, I was on a rampage. I was just eating as much as I could. So... What were the surprises along the way? What did you discover ingredient-wise, maybe? Incredible. I mean, what I noticed is that the ingredients of Iran are incredible, from the the vegetables, the fruits, the saffron. I mean, biggest uh, one of the biggest producers of watermelon. I mean, you break a watermelon open in Iran, and it's just like, boom. Um, And and it's to do with the ancient aqueducts that were set in place 3,000 years ago, throughout Iran so you could tap into water in the middle of the desert so they can grow everything it's like the California of the Middle East the soil is 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 uh, fertile and and it's beautiful and um, I also noticed that I was confused as to what to film the food or the architecture or the bazaars or the people or I mean it was just um, an array to the senses and I felt um, uh, torn, uh, and I didn't know whether I should do a history program or a cooking show. <laughs> well, the, they entwine, don't they? Because yeah. through food, you tell a story of culture, of history, of people. Yeah. And I think that's a part of our love of it as well. And yeah. uh, maybe people don't think of it like that, but that's certainly how I've always thought of food. Yes, it's a absolutely. social statement as well. Absolutely. And, and if you watch the shows, you'll see it's packed with information because I tried to get as much as I could. I mean, I went to Isfahan, for God's sakes. Isfahan is like incredible in every way so i need to do another show what really. is what is isfahan is uh is uh the center for the arts architecture uh, it's got beautiful food uh, it's got uh Nakhche jahan which is the second biggest square in the world it's got an incredible wide river like the sand going right through the city uh, it's a it's a beautiful uh 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 city that that needs to be shown i mean it's well, Patty says that, and she, Patty's a fan of the show. We love Patty, and she says, "I was just watching Chef Ariana on National Geographic the other night, and I love it." So, thank you oh, thank for you that. So much. And uh, you are planning on creating a new book to accompany yes. the TV show, right? Yep. Yes, yes. For for the recipes, some of them are in pomegranates and roses, and the other newer ones are going to be in a new cookbook that's going to come out hopefully soon. Well, let's reveal <coughs> what our mystery ingredient <gasps> is. We were talking about uh, rose water a lot throughout the show, so there's a lot you can be inspired by yep. with this ingredient. Yeah, it's a fantastic ingredient. I mean, uh, my mom, you know, uses it as a sp- f- facial spray as well. So it's 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 uh, and medicinal purposes. So it's it's an all around um, great ingredient, and, and it represents Persia really. And the Middle East, and Pakistan, and the whole Arab world. But for me personally, it's uh, it's very close to my heart. Well, Ariana, working hard, and it is you are an inspiration, and people can see the TV show for themselves. We posted up the schedule up on our website, but it's currently showing on OSN on the Nat Geo People channel as part of National Geographic. Uh, this week it runs five days a week. The show's on yep. twice a day, and on Fridays it's always the sort of premiere. The new, yeah, the new and we, we, you know, it's it's in the middle, so we have. Oh, no, actually, it's towards the end. We only have three more cities left. Okay. And the reruns will start again in August or the fall. But 
you know, go ahead and watch it. Otherwise, you'll miss it. And then Ariana Bundy, always a pleasure ah, to talk you. with you. Thank you for coming in. And thank you for cooking for me this morning as Absolutely. well. And uh, pleasure. You know, inspiring the listeners with ideas maybe for the weekend, how to create some dishes maybe from the Persian-Iranian culture. Sure, and for iftar as well. Yes, of course, absolutely. So thank you so much, Ariana Bundy. Thank you.